0: Welcome back to episode seven of a work in progress. This is your host Brian Priest. You can find me on Twitter at Priest 24 That's at b p r e e c e twenty four. Happens to be my name. Very convenient. I'm on today with co-hosts Josh Keel. Josh, hi, I'm Josh Keel. Oh. Good, good to have you, Josh. Can you share your Twitter with everyone? Yep, my
1: Twitter is Rising Shout. It's r y s e n s h o u t.
0: Kind of upsetting that. Uh, BYU related, but we'll move past it. And then uh, our other co-host, Tommy Jerome. Tommy? Hey, it's Tommy. Uh, my Twitter
2: is don't judge me. I was young uh, when I young did this. Young and dumb. Up. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> mine is at Ruthless underscore Lupe. That's R-U-T-H-L-E-S-S underscore Lupe.
0: At Ruthless Lupe. So uh, Ruthless underscore Lupe. A little quick side note on that one. Tommy was telling us that he set up that Twitter back when he was an aspiring rap artist, so as as this podcast as this podcast progresses, we'll just keep that in mind. Maybe we'll get Tommy to hum a few bars for us one of these days. It won't
1: be Tommy. It will be Ruthless Lupe.
0: Yeah, Ruthless Lupe on the mic. DJ Lethal. <laughs> okay, so today's show we're gonna be doing the uh, Major League Baseball playoff prediction episode. So we've we've put together the teams in contention in the American League and National League. We'll just roll through it. We're going to go east to west. It's the Boston Red Sox. They currently sit at 62 and 58, third in the American League East, trailing the Yankees and Tampa Bay Rays. They're seven and a half games back in the wild card. Problem with the Red Sox is they they can't pitch. They've got a 4.81 team ARA. David Price is on the injured list currently, and Chris Sales had a terrible season. I mean, what have you guys seen from the Red Sox?
1: Uh, one of their main problems, they have to play the Yankees a bunch, so they're going to pick up more losses and not gain ground there. And then as far as the wild card's concerned, you're dealing with teams that uh, have better records in weaker divisions that are going to get to play. Like both the teams in the Central are going to just pick up wins from being in the Central. So I don't see how the Red Sox can
2: make up games on either of those teams. Agreed. I just think it's because of the Red Sox. I've never really liked them, so that's why uh, they're a pipe dream.
0: That's going to be one of the, the things you'll find on this this podcast. Is we'll do our best to be uh, trying to think of the word here. We're not unbiased, but sometimes we just there's going to be teams that we don't like, and when we start talking football, I think that'll show even more when it comes to Tommy and I. Mm. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Moving on to the teams we've got in the hunt for the uh, American League playoffs. We're going to start with the Tampa Bay Rays. I mentioned previously they are 69-50, and 50, second in the American League East right now. They're second in the wild card, one-and-a-half games up. Um, so Lately, the, the Rays have been playing well. They've, they've won 10 in their last 12 games. But when you start to dig into that team, they're, they're missing several starters. Reigning AL Cy Young winner Blake Snell has been out since... I believe June Uh, Tyler Glass now started six games early in the year has a five and one record hasn't pitched since May. They just placed Yanni Chirinos on the injured list last week. So Rays are still hoping all three of those guys can return in September, but it's, it's going to be a tough run if those guys don't come back.
1: Yeah. I think even if they come back, they're going to be, they got to shake off the rust. They got to get into game shape. They're, you know, how much are they going to trust their arms? How much are they going to have a pitch count? Uh, Just a lot of things to take into account when they're trying to make a playoff push, too. And, you know, especially the Rays are one of those teams that kind of builds guys up to trade them away. So how damaged are they going to want to have their pitchers before they trade them away to other contending teams?
0: Fair question. Tommy, do you have any input on the Rays? Sports. uh, It's real fun. I really like sports. Nailed it. So moving on to the American League Central, we've got the Minnesota Twins have been leading the division for most of the year. They currently tied with the Indians. So we'll cover the Twins and Indians here together, just kind of mash it mash it up because Josh is, is coming in as an Indians fan. I'm a Cubs fan. So unfortunately, we didn't really know each other for the 2016 World Series. That could have been a lot of fun, or we never would have been friends. It's, <laughs> it have on one way or the other on that one. But the Twins and Indians, like I said, tied at, top the AL Central and the Wild Card with a record of 71 and 47. Josh, tell us about the Central.
1: <clears throat> Fun fact: Indians just went three and one in Minnesota this weekend. That's how they got tied for first place. Since uh, June, the middle of June, uh, the Indians have had the best record in the major leagues. I think they've won like almost 50 games in that amount of time. So these two teams are going to make the playoffs. The they they're going to eat up on the rest you, of the You think league. both
0: of them will end up in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I think I think they they both are going to clean up on the Royals, White Sox, and Tigers. When they play in division games, they're only going to lose to each other, and then they're both they both have enough momentum going that I think they'll be able to maintain their leads. They're both good teams. So, I think they'll both make it. It'll just be a question of who gets the home field and who has to play in the wild card game. So,
0: who do you have winning the division? Of
1: course, I have the Indians. I'm going to stick with my pick from before the season that the Indians are going to win the division and then the Twins are going to take second place.
0: I, I agree with you. I, I think the additions the Indians were able to make with Fran Reyes, as a, a designated hitter and Yasiel Puig in the outfield really bolstered that offense. Jose Ramirez has been hitting a lot better right. since early July. Plus
1: uh, one addition that they're going to make is Corey Kluber's coming back. I think that's why they could make the Trevor Bauer trade when they did because they knew they had Kluber coming fresh. He usually pitches tons and tons of innings on the season. And he hasn't played all year because he had a broken arm. So, And this is not his throwing arm. It's his other arm that was busted.
0: Yeah, he got hit by a batted ball, right? Yeah, so
1: he broke his forearm, and then he, now he's coming back. He's had a couple of AAA starts. He's fixing to come back. So,
0: yeah, I think they'll be good. Okay, thanks, Josh. So that's the American League Central as far as in the hunt. And then we've got the American League West, the Oakland Athletics. They currently sit with a record of 67-51. and 51. They're second in the AL West, one and a half games behind the Rays in the wild card. When I look at this A's team, I it, it's a typical A's team. I, I the Cubs just played them last week, and I and I watched that lineup, and I said, how is this team winning games? Like I, I recognize three names in this lineup, but you know they're sixteen games over five hundred. Like I said, they're second in the division. They're challenging for the wild card. They've got a bunch of starting pitchers that, I, I mean like Brett Anderson is probably their post. If they were in the wild card game, is probably their wild card game starter he was released by the Cubs two years ago six weeks into the year he was so bad so I it, it's interesting you know yeah it be interesting
1: thing interesting to see how they were without the Astros in their division because how are they playing so well and what are they doing they've got to play the Astros who are just a juggernaut and so they're going to be second place but they got just as good a chance to anyone to as anyone to make it to the playoffs and then teams like that you don't really want you don't want a piece of that action in the playoffs because you never know what's gonna happen.
0: Well let's let's take that segue. I would I would have jumped to the Yankees next, but you've been mentioning the Astros. We're talking about the AL West. So the Astros currently lead the West with a record of seventy seven and forty one. They've won eleven of their last thirteen and eight straight before they lost to the Orioles yesterday. The the Orioles actually in you know, a fun little tidbit I, I read this morning. The Orioles came in uh as what was it? Plus four fifty underdogs to the the Astros yesterday and ended up beating them and that was the largest underdog win in Major League Baseball in the last fifteen years. <laughs> so I who knew? Yeah, right but, <laughs> Betting right. in baseball is silly anyway, but that's interesting. So like I said, they they've won eight they had one eight straight. They have a starting pitching rotation in the playoffs of Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Wade Miley, and Zach Granke. I there's no other team in in the majors that can match up with that. Yeah. Quite frankly,
1: yeah, they're they're. I mean, I don't know what you do against them in a playoff series because they're every game you're facing an ace basically. So no matter who you throw at them, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be ridiculous.
0: Tommy, you you've talked about kind of being an Astros fan a little bit. What I mean, what do they have on, on the offensive side of the ball? Because they obviously their pitching is great, but can they score enough runs?
2: sports uh no uh so what i've noticed from the astros really you know i said that just to get a around a bandwagon i like people getting mad at bandwagon fans so as soon as the astros won the world series i claimed to be an astros fan and die hard since but um <laughs> before the time being the, the most an angels knew...
0: fan in 2002 too yeah. <laughs>
2: accurate <laughs> um depending on who wins this world series i might be jumping wagons um but uh from what i noticed just from the ashes a little bit i've seen is just you know they have jose altuve the shortest biggest hitter i've ever seen in in mm-hmm. mlb history you know not to mention um the guy they just gave a hundred million to what was his name
0: uh bregman yeah, Bregman. Yeah, Alex Bregman, their third baseman.
2: Yep, yeah, third baseman. He apparently can hit the ball pretty well because they gave him a hundred million um, dollars. Or then, he's got a hell of a glove. Or a hell of a glove. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's about as much knowledge as my Astro fandom knows.
0: Well, I, I, and offensively with the Astros, you're also looking at Carlos Correa. They've got Yuri Gurriel, who has. Oh yeah, him, him too. The first baseman. Uh, Correa is a shortstop, but Gurriel has had it. An incredible year. I believe he's over 30 home runs at this point. Yeah. Um,
1: Their run differential is plus 184, which is second only to the Dodgers. So it seems like they can score runs.
0: Yeah, and and the Astros do have the second-best record in baseball next to the Dodgers. So they're only two games behind those. those. I guess one game because the, the Dodgers have played two more games than the Astros. But we'll get to the Dodgers. After talking about the Astros, we move on next to the New York Yankees. They have a record of 77-41. They're first in the American League East. As far as the division goes, they're 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 cool. No worries. They're they're going to win the division. They're nine up on second place Rays right now, so that won't be an issue. What what the Yankees have to worry about is are they going to have enough pitching going into the playoffs, and are they going to be able to contend with those Houston Astros that we just discussed? Luis Severino, who their ace pitcher going into the year, has, hasn't pitched this season. He left a spring training game. He got scratched from a spring training start in early March, and just Friday was the first time he threw from a mound since that time in March. So for him to be eligible for the playoffs, he, he will have to be activated by August 31st, but that's... That's going to be a a godsend and a huge shot in the arm for the Yankees if they can get Severino back. As far as offensively, I'm not sure that there's many deeper lineups than than the Yankees and the amount of injuries that they've dealt with this year. They they are close to 30 different injury list stints. Wow. So it's it's been a tough year in New York and they're still nine games up.
1: Yeah, their their pitching kind of sucks. So it's one of those situations. Like cheering for a team, do you want to? Have to face the. Uh, do you want to win your division and have to face the Astros in the first round, or if you, or do you want to uh, get the Yankees in the first round? Because you got a shot at the Yankees if you can catch a hot streak and just out hit them. But the Astros are good on offense and defense, and I don't know how you're going to beat the Astros.
0: I don't think anybody really wants to play the Astros. Okay, so we'll go ahead and take a break, and then when we come back, we will move on to the National League. <laughs> We'll stop with this. Welcome back to a work in progress. Name change pending. I, this is your host, Brian Priest. I'm here with co-hosts Josh Q and Tommy Jerome. Guys, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Having a blast. Way to take the mic there, Tommy. Sports.
1: <laughs> thanks for having us, Brian.
0: We are doing our Major League Baseball playoff predictions. We've already covered the American League in the first segment, so we'll move on to the National League. The first first one we'll touch on as far as the pipe dreams teams that are still technically in the hunt but are still technically in the, the playoff race but they're not gonna make it we'll start off with the philadelphia phillies they're 60 and 58 fourth in the national league east and two games back in the wild card you hear that fourth in the in the east and think that they're probably way out of it but fortunately for them, there's not a whole lot of contention going on in the National League Central or West. So well, as far as the Phillies go, their uh, ace pitcher, Jake Ver- Jake Arrieta, as far as the Phillies go, their ace pitcher, Jake Arrieta, has missed some time due to bone spurs in his elbow, and he's he's going to meet with the team and figure out a plan of action to deal with that. Not sure if he'll be pitching much more the rest of this year. They've gone on a bit of a cold streak, lost seven in their last ten, and uh, their big free agent signing this offseason, Bryce Harper, 10 years, $300 million. Bryce Harper. In the year of the juiced ball, Bryce Harper has 22 home runs and 80 RBI. I think that's safe to say it's a disappointment for Phillies fans.
1: Yeah, I don't like Bryce Harper. Um, But um, that's for personal reasons. He shares your religious
0: affiliation, though. He
1: does share my religious affiliation, and he also – Really, really hates BYU openly on the radio. Hates I BYU. support Bryce Harper more so, than I
0: did ten seconds
1: yeah, ago. Yeah, so I people aren't gonna like the church, but not liking BYU is unacceptable. Anyway, uh, I don't. Well, yeah, I don't think they're gonna make it. There's just too much of a a CF at the uh, top of the National League for to for them to get through. There's too many teams that are within a game that mm-hmm, uh, for them to just to fight through the. To fight through the crowd pretty much plus with with the lack of pitching and the lack of offense and stuff like that i'm surprised they're even in it i am be, to begin with but secondarily that uh, yeah i don't think they're gonna pass three teams
2: in their own division to make it to a wild card game
0: yeah and tommy
2: i second josh's choice to hate bryce harper
0: but i have my own opinion of that man and it's not a good one i don't like him tommy and i had some fun bets Two years ago in a uh, home run derby, it and was rigged. I ended up having it was rigged. Still rigged. Like, still angry. The angry little. It's the burner.
2: It's it's the burner. Now that I'm off the juice, it's the burner.
0: I let Tommy have one of my Cubs, Kyle Schwarber, and I had to take Bryce Harper. I still won. It's great. I it love winning. It was rigged. It was in Philly. Of course he's gonna win. It was rigged. It was in Washington because he was playing same
2: thing it was where he's from
0: sports he's he's sports. from sports he's from Las Vegas okay okay so moving on as far as pipe dreams are concerned uh, i i think you could you could definitely argue that this team is in the hunt but because i am a cubs fan and i have no faith in this team i i put them uh, under the pipe dreams category we've got the Milwaukee Brewers They have a 62-57 record. They're currently second in the National League Central behind the Chicago Cubs and half a game back in the wild card. So they do have reigning NL MVP Christian Yelich. He's missed the last five games. Uh, He's had some back issues, but they obviously haven't placed him on the injured list yet, so they think they, they can get him healthy and he won't miss too much more time. Unfortunately for his MVP case, the the brew crew ended up winning all five games that he's missed (laughs) after going through a bit of a tailspin prior to that. So the reason why I put the the Brewers in the Pipe Dreams category is because they just don't have any starting pitchers. They lost three starting pitchers to injury over the course of five days about a week and a half ago. Gio Gonzalez didn't miss a start. The other two, uh, Brandon Woodruff, I believe, and I can't remember the other guy's name, but those two guys got ended up being placed on the injured list, and they they didn't have strong starting pitching prior to that, and, and last year they made the playoffs. They won the division because they had a lights-out bullpen. Their closer, Josh Hader, was off the charts. He was one of the best closing seasons in Major League history, and this year, simply put, Josh Hader is mortal, so... I, I think that lack of, of bullpen shutdown ability and the uh, starting pitcher struggles is, is what's putting the Milwaukee Brewers in a pipe dream category. Do you guys have anything to add on them? It's okay if you don't.
1: No, I don't pay attention to teams in the Central that far back.
0: The National League is, is far superior to the American League. That's why they call it the senior circuit. So just. In case you were so wondering, so your
1: contention is the senior circuit is better than the regular PGA.
0: I'm not Sports,
1: because the senior circuit's not better for the old people who are ready to retire and be done. No, no, we're not talking golf.
0: It's, you're doing it wrong. Wait, is that right? Is that right, Josh?
1: It is right. It is right.
0: Well, talking about teams in the hunt, we've got the Washington Nationals at 62 and 55. They're second in the National League East and a half game up in a wild card. Max Scherzer's been on the injured list since around the All-Star break, but he's going to be throwing a simulated game tomorrow, could be returning soon if all goes well in that simulated game. They do have a starting a strong starting staff with Scherzer when he's healthy. They've got Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin. But the, the issue has been in the bullpen. In the first half, they had a 5.93 bullpen ERA. And for the second half, according to Fangraphs, they're projected, as far as playoff contenders go, to have the second-worst bullpen ERA going forward. Uh, 4.16. Obviously, that's just a projection, but I think it's a fair projection based on what they've done to this point in this year and what they were able to add at the trade deadline. So, uh, Do you guys have anything to add about the Nats?
1: Given what you know about the Nationals, would it be worth it to go to a Nationals-Braves game in September?
0: I would pay good money to go see the Braves. The Nationals, whatever, I mean, you might see a great starting yeah. pitcher, but the, the Braves are a good young squad. I would, worth it. <laughs> okay, so moving on to uh, the next team in the hunt, we've got the New York Mets. Surprising to have them here.
2: You know what I always say, Brian.
0: Let's go, Mets! <laughs> the Mets currently sit at 61-57. and 57, They're third in the National League East, one game back in the wild card. If three weeks ago you had told me the Mets would be in playoff contention, I, I probably would have tried to find some consecrated water for you because you were possessed. Uh but fortunately for the Mets, they are the, they are now possessed with the, with the way they've been playing lately. They've won 15 of their last 17 games. Those have been against mostly bad teams. They have two in that 15 of 17 games. They have two separate win streaks, one of seven games and one of eight games. Their starting staff has been carrying the team. Noah Syndergaard and Steven Matz.
1: Marcus Stroman.
0: Marcus, they traded for Marcus Stroman, and they... Um, they've got Zach Wheeler, they've they've just got a really good starting pitching staff. They've had a team ERA of 2.93 since the All-Star break, so less than three runs a game, basically, is what they're allowing. It's it's hard to lose if you're allowing less than three runs a game.
1: It is. My gut wants me to pick against the Mets because they're the Mets, and it seems inconceivable that they're going to be able to pull off that sort of thing, but like statistically they should be able to but they're the Mets still so it's like it's one of those teams that you go like okay that's all good but they're still the Mets dude i don't i don't know what to tell you
0: even last week when i was prepping for this show i i had the Mets i i put the Mets in pipe dreams and considered that leaving them off altogether and they just kept winning so we'll see how it goes they they also have uh, rookie of the year contender Pete Alonso at first base. He leads the team with 38 home runs and 85 RBI so far. Yeah. pretty impressive rookie campaign he's putting together. Moving on to the Atlanta Braves, as as Josh was bringing up, this is why I would I would pay good money to go see the Braves if I could. They are currently 70 and 50, first in the National League East. And really, when I'm looking at the Braves, the the only question mark I have is that closer. Uh, they had. Luke Jackson in the the closer role for most of the season and he he dropped a few games here and there but the the big issue with him was he lacked a a lot of experience. They traded for Shane Green and Mark Melanson at the trade deadline. Shane Green was a closer with the Tigers made the all-star game I believe and they plugged him manager Brian Snitker plugged him into the closer's role and he blew a couple games and so they yesterday Shane Green came in with a four-run lead in the ninth and promptly gave up three runs and snitker brought in mark melanson who gave up the lead and then luke jackson ended up getting the save in extra innings so i don't know what's going on in the back end of that braves bullpen but they're they're a good team i can actually compare them a lot to the 2016 cubs as far as how young they are but the talent they have on that squad
1: yeah, they kind of come out of nowhere mostly because they don't have the name recognition of the of the young players that unless you're paying attention to AAA mm-hmm. ball, you don't really know how good they are. But, yeah, the, they're a team that's probably going to make the playoffs because of the division they're in and because they're pretty good and then struggle in the playoffs because you got to be able to close out a game. You can't get into, into the nitty-gritty time and not be able to hold on to a four-run lead and still win playoff yeah. games.
0: Look for Ronald Acuna Jr. with the Braves. He's amazing. He's so good moving on next we've got the the Cubs my Chicago Cubs so I'll go ahead and, and spearhead this one fellas Cubs are 64 and 54 right now first in the National League Central but when, when I'm watching this team besides the, the Jekyll and Hyde offense and the night and day differences from at the record at home and on the road they're 23 and 35 on the road 41 and 21 at home <laughs> pretty incredible difference but when, when you look at the bullpen just in the last two weeks, Pedro Strope had had gone on the injured list and they brought him back probably you know five days or so sooner than they had originally planned because after he went on the injured list, they placed Craig Kimbrel, the closer that they, they signed midseason. so he he got put on the injured list for right knee pain and then the next day the the guy who took over for Kim, Kim, Kimbrell in the closer's role Brandon Kinsler got placed on the IL because of pectoral soreness and then 2 days ago Steve Sechek their third best reliever got placed on the injured list because of hip soreness and they've got Pedro Strope who just returned from the IL and has struggled all season in the closer's role now so it's a uh, Interesting. When I watch this team, there are some days I would peg them as a World Series contender, and then there are other days where I feel like they're a triple A squad. Hey, Tommy, you've watched a lot of Cubs baseball with me this year. What stands out to you? Kind of
2: exactly what you said. Like, it's their Jekyll, oh, Jekyll and Hyde offense. Like, some days they're just hitting the cover off the ball, other days it's it's hard to see and get a base hit, especially with all the, the talent that they have from Bryant to Javi. My guy. <laughs> yeah, Javi. Yeah. Mr. Baez. Um even Jason Hayward. All the all those bats, Rizzo, they have a bunch of you think they have a bunch of bats in that lineup, and then there's some days they just go up to the plate with tennis rackets. It's it's damn near impossible to see them get a hit sometimes. Yeah. It, um, it's, oh, sorry. No, and then another thing that I've noticed is just their pitching too. I've never been I've, Really impressed with their starting pitching, mm-hmm. even with John Lester or even uh, Kyle, Hen- Kyle Hendrix. Yeah, Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks, who can't even get the ball over ninety. He's their ace. Come on. He's exactly. Um, if he's on, if he's on, he can pitch. If he's off, it's it's embarrassing for the Cubs.
0: It's true. So, uh, so, fun fun fact about about Tommy. When we watch Cubs games together, he has a habit of showing up at my place to watch the game. Right before Javi Baez hits game-tying or walk-off home runs. So it's, that's happened, I believe, three times this year. It's been really nice in the eighth inning or later. Josh, you had one quick comment?
1: Interesting scorekeeping that for his favorite team, the Astros, he could name two players. And for your favorite team, the Cubs, he named five in what they play.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I teach well. <laughs> I, I'm a strong influence on the, the young folk of the world. Uh, moving on next, the last of the in-the-hunt teams, we've got the St. Louis Cardinals. I, the Cardinals terrify me as a Cubs fan, so I just, right before the show, moved them from World Series contender to in-the-hunt because I think realistically they are more in-the-hunt when, when you compare them to the Dodgers, at least. Right now they're 61-55, and 55, second in the, in the Central. They're tied with the Brewers for second in the Central and half a game up for the second wild card. They have, let's see, in the last week they they got swept by the Dodgers in a three-game set, but they did get Matt Carpenter, their third baseman, and left fielder Marcelo Zuna back from the injured list, so they're hoping those guys can give them a little jolt on the offensive side of the ball. Paul Goldschmidt has been heating up for him, big offseason acquisition from the Arizona Diamondbacks. He hit seven home runs in eight games to end July, cooled off in the the first week of August, but if... If he can get hot and Ozuna and Carpenter can, can come back and start swinging the bats, the Cardinals are going to be a really tough team to deal with down the stretch.
1: Yeah, it seems like the Cardinals are just always there. They're not on the same level because it's not championships, but they're like the Patriots. It's like they just plug in new players, and the Cardinals are always in first or second place in the central. They're always fighting for a playoff spot, and then you just know they're always going to be there. So it's hard to write them off yeah. when, when you know it's just the name on the jersey.
0: Exactly, and Tommy watching Cubs games with me. Fear the Cardinals. That's that's the next lesson. <laughs> and, and then what the World Series contender, really the only contender in the National League, as far as I'm concerned. Boo! We got the, yes, agreed. <laughs> Los Angeles Dodgers. They sit currently 79 and 41, running away from the National League. They're nine games up on the second place Atlanta Braves in the in the National League. They're first in the West, obviously. The thing that stands out to me about the Dodgers, we could we could talk about any number of things. They're starting pitching, their their offense, the depth of their lineup, but they have ten walk off wins this season, which in early August is a hell of a number. And then I've got probable MVP. My prediction for MVP at this point in the year is Cody Bellinger. He he leads the team in all major offensive categories. Well, he's got 38 home runs. He's got a 317 batting average. You rarely see a guy hit with that kind of power and that high of a batting average, especially in baseball anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's he's putting together a heck of a campaign, and any of the other National League teams that are hoping to compete with the Dodgers are, are going to have to get on a hot streak and hope they, they catch the Dodgers on a downswing in, in the playoffs. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, it seems like the Dodgers' only kryptonite is the Astros. So uh, the
2: American League in general—that's
0: that's, that's fair. Is, they have lost consecutive World Series.
1: Yeah, like once they get there, then they're hit. So maybe that's the only hope for the National League is that the Dodgers can lose another World Series.
0: I'd be down. I'd be happy to see. I'd <laughs> be happy to see the Cubs in the World Series. But real quick, World Series predictions. Uh, I'll give you mine first. I just based on what I put on here and, and who I feel confident about. I've got the Dodgers and Astros facing off in the World Series. And I'm going to take the Astros to win because of that pitching staff. I concur. Thanks, Josh. Tommy.
2: Yeah, I pretty much say the same thing. I don't know if the Dodgers' bats are better than the Astros' pitching. And I don't even know any of the pitching staff on the Dodgers. But hopefully they're not as good as uh, the Astros' pitching.
0: Yeah, I I've just always been of the opinion that good pitching is going to beat good hitting more often than not. That's why I'm going to pick the Astros to win. Well, thank you for listening to a work in progress. Name change pending. This is your host, Brian priest. You can find me on Twitter at bpriest priest 24. I'm here with co-hosts, Josh Keel. You can find Josh at rise and shout and Tommy Jerome at, at ruthless underscore Lupe. <laughs> I can't. Again, I was young. Don't judge me. I was young. You're doing great, Tommy. We, we we keep you involved for a reason. So thank you for listening to our Major League Baseball playoff prediction preview. And stay tuned this week for an NFL preseason week one analysis. And then later in the week, probably Friday, I'll be releasing an NBA schedule analysis as well. We'll, we'll look at the schedule that was released on Monday and see we'll focus on the jazz and see what they're going to be doing so thank you for joining us on a work in progress name change pending